0: Hey everyone, and welcome to the Sojourn College podcast where we engage in God's word in a way that transforms us. My name is Kyle, and we are now entering into our fourth season of this podcast. So if this is your first time engaging with us, I would encourage you to go back and listen to the previous seasons as you would find them beneficial. Um, So you don't have to go back and listen to every single episode But just to give you a quick recap, our first season is a book study through the book of James, and this season functions almost like a commentary where the staff, uh, we took turns um, going through each chapter of James, and we spent some time reading some commentaries and reflecting on the chapter, and really just gave a little devotion or teaching on that chapter. So feel free to study the book of James yourself and go back and listen to each one of those episodes as you study through each chapter, uh, if that could be beneficial for you. We also have a season on doctrine. Uh, and so in that season, we just introduced some core doctrines of the Christian faith. I'm pretty sure there's eight episodes in that season. Uh, so feel free to hit some of the ones that might um, you might want to learn a little bit more about and be introduced to. And our most recent season, season three, was a devotional series through the Book of Psalms where, uh, as a staff, we would just pick either one of our favorite psalms or a psalm that was meaningful or impactful to us, and we would share a little devotion and some reflections on that psalm. So, we hope th- this... Uh, Resource is beneficial to you. Um, So feel free to go back and listen to those episodes, Um, maybe post about it somewhere if it's encouraging to you uh, and share it with some of your friends. So, this is season four, and season four is going to be an introduction to baptism, baptism as an ordinance of the church. So, our desire as a ministry this semester and and ultimately every year um, is to see students baptized into our church right? And this goal or desire is in accordance with Jesus's great commission, right? We didn't make this up. We didn't come up with this. This is, this is biblical. This is God's mission and vision, uh, ultimately, for his church, that we would go, therefore, unto all nations, making disciples and, and baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. So as we emphasize this desire, we figure it would be good to clarify what we believe uh, as a ministry, as a church, about baptism, and to provide you all with an easy and simple resource uh, for you to learn about baptism. So to do that, we are going to have four episodes on baptism we could talk a whole lot more about baptism. There's so many other resources uh, that we could point you to, but we just condense it down to these four episodes. So uh, we will be talking about the meaning of baptism, the mode of baptism, the subject of baptism, and the administration or administer of baptism. So through these short episodes, we hope to give you all a biblical basis for what we believe about baptism. So I'm going to be starting us off today talking about the meaning and significance of baptism. But before we dive into that, uh, I just want to give you all a quick testimony of my baptism in particular. So for those of you who don't know, uh, I was born and raised in Jacksonville, Florida, and uh, love where I'm from. Go Jags. Uh, but I was uh, born and raised in the church in a Christian family. My uncle was actually the pastor of our small church, uh, Promised Land Baptist Church, and um grew up in a wonderful family, uh, great parents who, uh, I mean, we were in church every time the doors were open, you know, Sunday, uh, twice, you know, Sunday morning, Sunday evening, we were in Sunday school. We came on Wednesday nights, we came during prayer meetings, all that good stuff. Um, so I, I remember just distinctly growing up in the church, growing up, uh, always believing, I mean, cognitively in Jesus. And, um, there was multiple times, I'm going to try to keep this a little bit shorter, multiple times throughout uh, my childhood where I prayed the sinner's prayer. And for those of you who grew up in the Baptist church, you know what I'm talking about. But uh, simply, it's it's almost like a formula um, that has some biblical basis in terms of, you know, when we are, um, when we seek to be saved right? it's where we're called to, to repent and believe and trust in Jesus and um, so in a Baptist tradition it was it was common for your, there to be an altar call and you would come down and you would repeat after uh, somebody who would lead you in this prayer and um, then after that, if you prayed the prayer prayer and you said you believed then they would say you have assurance of salvation, you're saved. Um, so I actually prayed the sinner's prayer a couple times, uh, three to be exact. Um, but one of the last times when I was 13, it was when, uh, when I felt like it, it really stuck <laughs> when I actually believed and that was, uh, was, um, really just saw my sin and saw my need for Jesus and responded in, in faith and said, you know what? I, I, I believe this. I want this. I know that this is nothing I can earn or do on my own, uh, but I need Jesus. I need to be saved from my sin. And so it was at that point that I repented and, and, and believed in Jesus, um, and then later got baptized and I was 13 years old and, um, I don't have uh sadly, I don't have a, a distinct memory. I, I wish, um, as I studied baptism over the years and as I've grown in my faith and really understood the depth of the grace of God, I, I wish I would have known, uh, just how much more meaningful and, and significant that, um, act and step of obedience being baptism is, um. But it was a, a wonderful time to publicly profess my faith in, in Jesus. And, and since then, um, I mean, and then I began to be discipled and, and truly grew in my faith um, after, after that time and after that moment. So um, the staff, as, we, as you listen to these episodes, you'll probably hear more about our, our testimonies um, of being baptized But uh, with that said, let's get started. So I will be starting us off today um, by talking about the meaning and significance of baptism. So first, just two little clarifying points. Um, There's historically been a strong difference of viewpoint on this doctrine in the church, um, even among Protestants who cooperate in the gospel together. And so while this is a matter of importance, it's something that that does matter uh, in ordinary church life, it is not something that should hinder us from working together for gospel efforts, right? And so you think about there are these different organizations called the Gospel Coalition, and that's where those who are who believe in infant baptism and believers' baptism both cooperate together for the sake of making Jesus known among the nations and providing resources for churches and pastors. And so um, this isn't something that should keep us from from cooperating. Um, in the gospel or, in it should not be a basis for division among, uh, among believers, but it will lead to, uh, just a differences of local body expression in the church. So, um, we will be presenting the second point, clarifying point is we are going to be presenting a baptistic perspective of which we are convinced is the biblical position, um, according to our understanding of scripture. So we believe we're being faithful to the scriptures. We humbly, um, you know, look at the scripture and see um, this perspective that we're going to share. So, with that said, uh, let's get started. So I have three uh, points to talk about the meaning and significance of baptism. There's so many different ways you could organize this and work through scripture to present the meaning and significance of baptism. Um, But I just want to do that by looking at baptism as an ordinance and not a sacrament baptism as an outward sign of an inward work, and baptism as an act of obedience. So first, baptism as an ordinance and not a sacrament. What do I mean by that? Um, And what I mean, ultimately, this point emphasizes that baptism is not a matter of salvation, right? It's not a means by which God kind of mediates his grace towards us. It's not upon baptism that we are saved. Right? So we believe that ultimately it is by grace, through faith in Jesus Christ, that we are saved. Right, And a reference for that is Ephesians 2, 8, and 9. Like Ultimately, it is by the work of the Holy Spirit as we hear the gospel. He illuminates our hearts to see the love of God, to see the love of God in Christ Jesus. And then it is his kindness that leads us to repentance and belief as we are then brought from death to life and into communion with God. Right? So no physical work. Baptism doesn't do that. Right? Baptism doesn't make that happen. It's there's nothing there's nothing in the water. <laughs> um I, I think pretty sure that's a song. Um no, the song is There's Something in the Water by Carrie Underwood, but there's nothing in the water. There's nothing magical about the water. The water doesn't uh, save you. The water doesn't regenerate you. You are saved by grace, by the grace of God in Christ. His His your It's his unmerited favor and love towards you that is found in Jesus. And so as you repent of your sin, as you trust and embrace Jesus, you are saved. You're not saved by baptism. Um, and so the word sacrament... Used in certain traditions, in certain contexts um, means that that as you participate in this, something is actually happening, right? And so when we call baptism an ordinance, we are saying that it is was simply ordained by Jesus as a symbol to be administered after a person repents and believes in the gospel. right? And so the difference of language here is important. The fact that baptism is an ordinance of the church. It was ordained by Jesus to be a symbol that represents something that God has done and it itself is not salvific. It itself does not save and does not um, mediate God's grace to us, right? And so this ultimately leads us to the next point. I pretty much already stated it is it is that baptism is an outward sign of an inward work, it's an outward sign of an inward work, right? So in the previous point, I talked about how the inward work that has taken place, right? One, uh, a work of repentance and faith in Jesus brought about by the Holy Spirit, uh, opening our eyes to see who Jesus is and receiving His grace and His love by faith. So let's talk about now the meaning of so that's the inward work, right? That's the inward work of God. Um, that is not—it's not accomplished by baptism. That's not accomplished by going under the water and coming out of the water. That is accomplished by God, by His grace coming to us and bringing us from death to life. Um, by us seeing our sin and repenting and trusting in Jesus. But now let's talk about the water here and how, how, how baptism, how being baptized connects to that inward work. So, how is this outward sign, um, the sign, how is this outward work the sign of an inward work? Um, so, first, water symbolizes purification and judgment in the scripture. So, Titus 3 5 talks about this washing of regeneration, right? And I think water is, is universally seen as a symbol of cleansing. Right, there are different purification um, laws in the Old Testament. Um, the importance of washing your hands before a meal. Like water is just seen as this thing that washes us. Right, in Acts twenty two sixteen, Ananias told Saul to rise and be baptized and wash away your sins. Right, so water clearly has this cleansing property that symbolizes the fact that our sins have been washed away in Jesus, that we are fully forgiven, that that everything that metaphorically is is clean to us, that is filthy, is washed away by God, by His grace and by His love towards us. The other thing that water can symbolized uh, can see being symbolized as in the Old Testament is a sign of God's judgment and salvation. Right? So think about Noah and the flood. So the flood was an act of God's judgment against the sin of and corruption of people. Right? So the the murder, the hate, the the destruction, the, the defamation of, of God and his glory was ultimately judged and destroyed and ultimately renewed. And so we see that even in the midst of this judgment, there's salvation, that water symbolizes this. Think about Israel as they passed through the Red Sea, right? That was an act ultimately of judgment against against the Egyptians who followed after them and ultimately were drowned. And it is an act of God's salvation and grace as the people were delivered through the water, through the sea. Then we see that Jonah, right? Jonah was thrown into the deep of the ocean, the deep of the water, and because, uh, and this was because of God's judgment against him um, for his disobedience and his rebellion. Which, which is ironic, his rebellion was ultimately to demonstrate God's grace, to present God's grace and mercy, um, and to call his people to repent. And he flees um, from God because of his hate uh, for the Ninevites. And Ultimately, this leads us uh, to the next point, which is, I think, one of the most significant things that baptism signifies as a sign, and that is that it symbolizes our union with Christ as we have died with him, we're buried with him, and raised to life in him. As a reference for this, you can look to Romans 6, verses 1 through 11. Um, I think it really demonstrates it clearly that we have been... um, baptized into christ that we have been buried with christ that as you go underneath the water that's a sign of god's ultimately his judgment um but as we are in christ as our sins were nailed to the cross in christ that judgment was satisfied that wrath of god was satisfied in christ so that we can be raised to walk in the newness of life in jesus so that we are raised out of the water which symbolizes us being raised to life with christ and so this outward demonstration of being buried with christ and going into the waters of god's judgment but coming out raised and walking in newness of life this symbol represents this inward work That God has done in us as we have been united with Christ in his death, as we have died in Christ so that we are also raised to walk in newness of life with Jesus. Uh, Grudem says this about baptism. He says, it's easy for Christians to lose sight of the significance and beauty of baptism and to disregard the tremendous blessing that accompanies this ceremony. The amazing truths truths of passing through the waters of God's judgment safely of dying and rising with Christ and of having our sins washed away are truths of momentous and eternal proportion and ought to be an occasion for giving great glory and praise to God and this is the ultimately the last point about the significance of God's judgment it is that it signifies us dying with Christ and being raised to walk in new life with him and the last point is that um, the baptism is ultimately our, in a first act of obedience. It's an act of obedience to Jesus, right? So Jesus commanded his apostles in Matthew 28 verses 18 through 19 to go and make disciples and to baptize. And so to to be baptized is a response to the command of Jesus to his disciples. His disciples are called to baptize because they've already been baptized. And so as we respond in, in faith and obedience to Jesus, we will be baptized um, and identify with Christ, publicly professing our uh, inward faith. So while baptism is not necessary for salvation, it is necessary if we are to be obedient to Jesus. So being baptized doesn't save you, um, but it is important and significant if we are to be obedient to Jesus. And so this act of obedience is, is being baptized into the body of Christ, and it's this beautiful opportunity for us to public publicly profess what God has done in our lives and to allow others to rejoice with you um, in the grace of God. So baptism is significant. I, I think we, in, in our modern culture, we lose uh, sight of the significance of, of symbols and, and what they represent and how powerful symbols are. Um, and so I think we should learn to to revalue baptism as this beautiful symbol and representation and profession, um, public profession of our faith to the church. So there's so many more things to be said about baptism. And so I hope you will uh, check out our next episode, which will be on the mode of baptism. Why is it significant that we should be... um, completely immersed under the water. So thank you guys for listening to this podcast, and I hope you join us uh, next week. Peace.